And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. That we can, and so help us God, we will make America great again. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the No Gimmicks Podcast. I'm your humble host, as always, Brady Leonard. Uh, hopefully you guys had a terrific weekend. Uh, great show for you today. I was joined by my brother, Nick Lindquist. Always a great time talking to Nick. Um, and we, we talked, uh, we, we covered a lot. We talked about how people on the right really need to stop taking Vivek Ramaswamy seriously. We talked about how Trump's decision not to debate is absurd. And how uh, a lot of Republican voters are, are in for a rude awakening. Um, in, in 2024. I, I don't think uh, a lot of Republicans understand what exactly we're up against. Uh, so we, I think you guys will enjoy it. Before I get to Nick, uh, if you haven't already, guys, please follow us on Twitter at No Gimmicks Pod. Please subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Make sure to subscribe. If you're an Apple user, uh, please take a few seconds to leave us a five-star rating and a good review. I really appreciate that. Uh, and if you like the show and want to get involved, you can support us monthly over on Patreon, patreon.com slash the No Gimmicks Podcast. All right. Without further ado, the great Nick Lindquist. <laughs> All right, guys, we're here with my brother, Nick Lindquist. Nick, how you been, man? I've been great. How about you, sir? I've been fantastic, my brother. Um, look, we're going to start. There's a lot to get to, as always. And we have to start here, not because it's important. I know I know he doesn't matter. He's a sideshow in terms of this election. But I have to start with Vivek Ramaswamy once again. Mm-hmm. <sighs> <laughs> I, I get that the people that aren't on Twitter all the time probably don't even know who he is yet <laughs> like i get right. it it's, it's a very online thing but it's so sickening to me that so many people are taking vivek ramaswamy seriously like he was on yeah. tucker carlson's show elon musk has been promoting him on twitter nick this foolishness needs to stop i mean this i just don't i refuse to take a rapping trump surrogate seriously like i just i, I can't do it I don't have the appetite for this. I don't know why people like Carlson and Musk are, are 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 playing these these foolish games with this guy. I mean, the dude's the worst. He's the absolute worst, and I do not understand why anybody's taking him seriously at all. Yeah, I mean, he like okay, yeah, he's the outsider of the race, but that doesn't mean anything if everything you believe is terrible. Like, it doesn't just because you're an outsider doesn't make you a like suitable candidate in my eyes. Like, you need something else and. From what I've heard of his policies, it's not there. Like, there's just, there's just nothing unique or or new behind the mask of being the outsider. Um, and I, I really don't understand his his rise because, well, I mean, it's clear from like polls that he's he's not actually on the rise among normal people. It's just us who are terminally online that that right. really know about him. I always think about like, would my grandma know about this? And if no. the answer's no, then it's probably like a really online thing. Um, but at the same time, yeah, I don't get why people like Elon Musk and, and Tucker Carlson who do have good reputations are are hitching their wagons to this guy. Like it makes no sense to me. I mean, he's the least authentic person who's ever lived. I mean, like, he, you know, he clearly doesn't believe anything he's talking about. He was a big Fauci fan, tweeting stuff about wearing the mask and get the jab. And he did work yep. for a, a, he actually did work for a Soros nonprofit, which is hilarious. And 
I mean, like he's allegedly running for president. I say allegedly because he refuses to criticize Donald Trump, the front runner. <laughs> you know, well, he did. Yes. Say, he said that Trump should debate, which. But I mean, like, come on, man. Real, real tough guy stuff there. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's like the easiest thing to criticize him on. But like, he's he's not. He doesn't believe any of it. He's not running for president. He's building a brand to make money off of you. He doesn't believe what he's saying. It's 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 all a it's all a grift. I mean, it's everywhere, everywhere you look, grifters as far as the eye can see, Nick. But it's just like, it it's not just that he doesn't believe anything that he's saying. That he's not actually right wing. It's that yeah. he's like, and I think I've used this example on the podcast before. But like, remember when Trump, like he got Trump got better over time. But like when he first like, because he was like a liberal, and I mean, he still is. But like he claimed to be a liberal until. 2015 and then he was like no i'm a conservative now but like he spoke right wing as a second language so he didn't like like he understood kind of the policies but not quite so he was like yeah we're gonna ban abortion and then somebody some like right wing guy was like so should we like arrest all the let's arrest all the women who get abortions and trump's like yeah we're gonna lock them all up anybody gets an abortion everybody's like whoa dude no like that's not like that's not the thing that we believe <laughs> you know what i mean like that's, right. like republicans don't think that's not the position like you're just like but he doesn't know because he's just like learning the game and but that's vivek with everything that's him right. 24 hours a day <laughs> you know what i mean it's like he's like i'm gonna end birthright citizenship and i'm gonna bomb the drug cartels in mexico and i'm it's like guys you can't like you're not you're not gonna do that like it would take a constitutional amendment to ban or to to end birthright citizenship like you're not getting 67 senators to, to vote like it's not like you're not gonna have a convention of states and get that done it's not gonna happen you're not going to war with mexico you're not like these like these are just these like cookie cutter cheesy right-wing talking points that are never going to happen yeah yeah and, and like part part of that is why he confuses me because he refuses like you said to go after donald trump which would make him sound like a trump plant or um you know, someone sympathetic to Trump and basically kamikaze themselves to to make sure all the votes that are anti-Trump get split enough to give Trump a nomination. But then he says things that I'm like, hmm, is this actually a WEF plant? Like, what? I, I'm not sure who planted him. Um, it's a very weird. It's a very weird dichotomy of him like standing up for things that are pretty right wing and then turning around and saying something that's like globe Twitter. I, I don't, I don't understand yeah. him at all. Like and I, maybe he doesn't even understand himself He doesn't. because this seems like a guy who just like Trump kind of just swung into right-wing politics recently. I mean, I think the launch of his book, um, what was it called? Woke Inc. was like the start of his transformation from this tech slash, I, I think he was in medical as well. Maybe I could be wrong on that, but he was like a, he was like an entrepreneurial kind of guy who worked for all of these companies who have things like, you know, DEI standards and, uh, and, and, you know, um, ESG standards and things like this. And he was a proponent of this for so long. And all of a sudden he's against all of this. Like it, it doesn't add up in my head. So yeah, I agree. It's it seems like a grift, and I, I I don't know that he's really caught on outside of certain circles because he, even in polls like, like we were talking about earlier, like um, 
in, in polls he's leading, they're mostly online polls. Uh, and he's not even leading in them. Let's be clear about that. It's just the ones that he's doing best in are online polls, which is is not uh, a reassuring thing when you're running for president because online doesn't always add up to a national victory on anything. Um, and so we'll see. And, and generally, I don't trust the polls at the moment anyway. I mean, normal people aren't thinking about this election yet. It really takes the first debate to get there. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I actually can't watch the first debate live because we have the uh, no, gimmicks, no Gimmicks podcast fantasy football draft at the ah, same time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I scheduled it like a month ago. So I think yeah. it was actually scheduled before the debate was. So And then, you know, bros before well, hoes. So, you know. Yeah, of course. It, it is what it is. Vivek, he, uh, he said a couple things. Like, he just, he's so bad at this, man. It's He said a couple things. He just, he knows that, like, he has, like, a very shallow understanding of like what Republicans want to hear. And he said a couple things over the weekend that just really made me laugh. He said, one, if he's president, he'll run the country the way Elon Musk is running Twitter. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> sounds like a threat to me. That sounds like, awful. <laughs> like, no, anything but that. He's like, well, Republicans <laughs> like Elon Musk. I'm going to tweet this. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. no, no, man. Like, I appreciate that Elon Musk doesn't like censorship and stuff. Yeah. But, dude, it's been a nightmare, bro. <laughs> like, Twitter doesn't work half the time. It's just, he's getting rid of the block feature because people block too many ads and he's trying to make money. But I'm like, dude, I block, like, everybody. Like, oh, my God. I don't even know yeah. if Twitter's, like, usable if you can't block people. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, and, and my next, is everyone that I have blocked currently going to be released? Like, is the prison going to be released? Or what, <laughs> what, what oh happens gosh. to all of them? Um, I do not want to see that Pandora's box, my friend. That would yeah. not be good for me. <laughs> yeah, same. Oh and he also God. made more uh, 9-11 comments over the weekend, too. Ah, of course. 9-11. 9-11, Nick. Uh, Just asking questions. Issue. Just asking questions yeah. on whether or not 9-11 was an inside job in, in the yeah. year 2023. He's just like, well, Republicans are into conspiracy theories, so how about 9-11? <laughs> it's like, yeah. bro, you do not... <laughs> Look, there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on in the world right now. I mean, there's like several wars. Hawaii's on fire. We don't. We don't need to. We don't need to just ask questions about 9/11, man. I mean, call me crazy, but I think we we just can move on from 9/11 at this point. Yeah, it's like he saw one of those memes from 2008, like a George Bush did 9/11 meme, and he's like, "Oh, this is what they care about. Okay, we'll do this. Um, I'll make this part of my." official communications like it's it's insane mm -hmm. um but i i really and i don't know what the angle is because the thing about those is that boomers which is a lot of who votes in gop primaries are like one of the groups of, on the right that don't mess with that kind of stuff like they're like no it was 9 11 it was the worst day ever and i'm not saying they're wrong i'm just saying they're, they're not entertaining any conspiracies about 9-11. It's the online right that does that. I just don't... I don't have time for 9-11, Nick. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, I just don't... In 2023? <laughs> Weird. I just can't... I just can't do it. I, yeah. It's amazing that this guy gained any traction at all. I just... It just really makes me lose faith in the right, yeah. generally. It's just... Yeah. Man, I just don't... 
I don't get it. I don't get it. In in other news that actually matters, Trump says that he won't debate uh, this week or ever, said he won't participate in any of the debates, and that everyone should drop out of the race because he does not, he quote, he does not have to defend his record. That's what he says. Uh, uh, he okay. says he's owed the uh, the presidency, Nick. And I'll tell you, but I almost got in a fist fight with some dudes at a boat launch yesterday on the shore of Lake Erie. There's just like a code among men, you know, me and uh, mm. my three buddies. Two of which, real bizarre situation that these guys wanted to talk some shit because, like, two of my friends I was fishing with are both, like, 6'5", 300 pounds. Yeah. And there's four of us, four dudes on this, four grown men. <laughs> these two grown men decide to, to you know, really cross that line into, uh, like, breaking the bro code where you have to fight, you know? Yeah. Uh, you, we all know the words that you can't say, you know, that kind of stuff. And um, yep. they, they didn't. But and they did back down wisely after a while. But uh, I just um, I, I just don't know why I, I cannot support. All right. That's a roundabout way to say this. Trump's acting like an entitled douchebag, just like these dudes at the boat launch were yesterday on the shores yep. of Lake Erie. I just don't get along with people that behave like this, who behave like entitled douchebags, who think that I owe them something for simply existing. I don't get along with people like that in real life, and I'm not going to vote for somebody like that. It's just like I, that that behavior is so off-putting to me as a grown man to say, no, I don't have to def- I don't have to apologize for for letting Fauci destroy the world. I don't have to apologize for the lockdowns. I didn't do anything wrong. And everybody should drop out and give me all your money because you owe me. What? Right. Like, it's uh, I'm sorry. If, if you're if you're trying to get Brady Leonard to never support you in anything ever, that's what you say. And I'm not, it's not like Trump, I'm not some like hashtag never Trump douchebag. I'm literally an anarcho-capitalist, okay? Like I'm not, like I'm, I'm not Bill Crystal over here. But it's just like, as a man, if you treat me like that, I'm not going to support you. Like you cannot, right. you cannot be entitled like this. You can't say I owe you my vote. No, I don't. I don't owe you anything. If it were up to me, nobody would be allowed to vote anyway. <laughs> okay, right. I'm I'm against democracy. Okay, like I don't I don't owe you anything, and it's just it's so off putting. It is I cannot believe that people and it's it's so funny because the base of Trump support are these like sixty year old white men, yeah. who if they were with me at the boat launch yesterday, would have been just as offended as me at these entitled douchebags, right? Yeah. But they just take it. They take it from Trump. And it's, it's, man, it's, ugh. Like, I'm, I'm offended on their behalf, you know what I mean? It's like, I, I just can't imagine being treated like that by another grown man and still, and still support, and still going to bat for them. It's just not, it's just not how I was raised, man. That's just not how I grew up. Yeah, well, this is a big problem with, like, cult of personality politicians. It's like, it doesn't matter, like, reason doesn't matter, policy doesn't matter. It just becomes, oh, this is our guy, he's here for us. And anyone who tries to get in his way is an enemy of what I believe and what I care about, even if it's not true at all, which in this case is the case. I mean, this is this is at least for my lifetime unprecedented, but it's probably unprecedented for a good at least half a decade. I mean, like there's no politician quite like Trump that has managed to be like no matter what I do. I'm on your side. The rest of these people are bad guys. And um, if you don't come to my rescue, they're going to come for you. 
and people actually buy that story. Like good people that are actually smart for some reason have just said, you know what, you're right. And Donald Trump is owed this election, which like, I hate to get like all fundamental here, but this is the United States. No one is owed an election ever. Doesn't matter who you are, Ronald Reagan, uh, you know, Abraham Lincoln, like no one's owed an election. If you don't do something right, you you can go see the door. Like there's no there's no owed an election in the United States. It doesn't matter who you are. And um I, I totally agree with you. I mean, I just I, I personally think that these debates are some of the most important pieces, not only of the primary, but just the general election, because the primaries give us who's gonna run in the general. And when Donald Trump basically um, says he's not going to debate because he's know that he knows that's the wisest for him if he doesn't have to defend his record and he's already way ahead, um, he's not going to debate. But I don't think that should be an option. Like, I think these candidates should have to debate. I mean, plus, it's just making I mean, Biden would never debate Trump or any Republican anyway. Um, oh, no, no. I mean, which, I by the way, like people need to get used to that. Primaries. People really need to get used to that, by the way. People are like, oh, no, he'll no. Joe Biden yeah. will not debate. I guarantee it. Yeah. I mean, he can barely speak. I mean, it's he'll like decline it's, them all. Yeah, yeah it's it's can't. It like, no, I don't debate Nazis. I don't debate insurrectionists. I don't debate. And then if like Trump goes to jail or, or whatever, or loses the primary to DeSantis, they'll be like, well, DeSantis is even worse than Trump. I'm not debating a Nazi who's worse than Trump. You know, it's like, yeah, whatever. like he'll just like. That, that's gonna be the line. There's there's a zero percent chance Biden debates, but it's like Trump is just making it so easy on Biden. You know, it's like, well, Trump refused to debate, so I refused to. You know, it's just like you're just handing Democrats something to beat you to death with. But man, yeah. over this debate thing, man, the Trump influencers are absolutely debasing themselves. And honestly, dude, here's the deal, and this is what I need people to understand: by Trump influencers, I mean the new GOP establishment, because that's. That's who that's who these people are. I mean, they're the majority of the party. They control all the levers of power within the party. These people are the establishment now. Trump is the GOP establishment now. Matt yeah. Schlapp tweets uh, a couple days ago, quote, The sooner we unify behind Trump, the sooner uh, we can use resources to fund the defenses of everyone indicted for being a Trump Republican. Yeah. Really? So the sooner everyone drops out, the sooner the middle class can give hundreds of millions of dollars to the Trump campaign so they can pay lawyers that Trump will fire in five seconds for being, quote unquote, disloyal or whatever. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, how does exactly does this help us beat Biden? How does this save yep. the economy? How does this end the war in Ukraine? I mean, Trump has spent his donors hard earned money on two things so far, two major expenditures, paying lawyers and attacking Ron DeSantis. How exactly yep. does that help us beat Biden? Yep. I agree, and and it's interesting that the GOP establishment hated Trump until they realized they could make a lot of money off of him. Yep. And now it's backfiring because all that money is going to, like you said, lawyers and attacking other Republicans. Like, it's ridiculous. I mean, we all know that if Trump didn't run – and this is the interesting thing about those Trump influencers is if Trump didn't run, they would all be doing the same thing they're doing for Trump right now for DeSantis. Absolutely. But since Trump decided, oh, no, I'm owed this election, I'm running again as an 80-year-old man, um, they're all of a sudden, like, the biggest DeSantis attackers that exist, even though most of them were radically pro-DeSantis before this election even started. 
So they're grifters, most of them, Laura Loomer. Um, well, and Laura Loomer's also just bitter that DeSantis didn't help her win a congressional seat, which I think he should actually get the presidential uh, Medal <laughs> yes. of Freedom for that. Yes. Um, yes. But anyway, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just ironic because – and then once Trump is, is gone and, you know, for good from politics – these people are going to have nowhere to go. They're not going to have a pot to piss in. I, I don't know who would ever hire any of these people for anything ever again. No, no. They've talked their way out of employment. Yeah. I mean, they've talked shit out of employment forever. I mean, they, this is it. Yeah. I mean, they can go to work yeah. for Donald Trump Jr. if he runs. <laughs> but that's oh, it, man. That's don't, it. Don't wish that on us, please. Uh. You, just, you just cannot, you can't hitch your wagon to Laura Loomer and Roger Stone. And remain employed. Right. And look, man, I hope Trump lives to 100, but he's almost 80 and he's 300 pounds. Yeah. Like, why are, if you're 29 years old, why are you hitching your wagon to this man? It just makes no sense. And the disappointing thing is that the Stockholm Syndrome is so bad that vast swaths of the Republican Party are totally fine sacrificing the 2024 election and hundreds of millions of donor money for Trump. They just want to be in the club. And I understand, like... Human nature is human nature, man. Like, I do understand it, but, like, these people just want to be in the club so bad. Like, they want to feel good about themselves. They want to believe the lies that Trump really won in 2020 because it's easy and it's, it's fun. Easy. And you don't have to, like, look in the mirror and say, <laughs> hmm, maybe we should change something. You know what I mean? If you If you constantly think that somebody's stealing what is yours or whatever, you never have to actually get better as a human being. Like, it's always, right. like... It's real easy to complain about your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your husband, and wife. It's real easy to talk shit with the boys about the wife, the old battle axe. Well, maybe you're yeah, a douchebag. Yeah. Maybe you're a douche. Maybe you need to change. Maybe you need to do something. Right. You know, it's real easy to blame all your problems on somebody else. But this is killing us, man. It is killing any chance we ever had to beat Democrats. And I'm not just talking about the presidency. If Trump is the top of the ticket, we lose everything. The House is toast. The Senate should be a slam dunk. We should pick up seats, but we'll probably lose that, too. Governorships yeah. gone. Democrats in swing states like Michigan and Pennsylvania and Arizona solidify their one-party rule for another generation. I mean, like, we're looking at an absolute disaster. A disaster that would make the midterms look like a back massage, dude. And for what? For the memes? It's like, okay, man, I hope it's worth it. I hope your pathetic Twitter cope is worth it. Yeah, I mean, and it's not even, it's not even a question of what happens to the other races because it's been demonstrated multiple times. Like, 2022 should have been a slam dunk. We should be controlling uh, the House and the Senate, not just by a little. We should be, like, we should have, like, super majorities in both. Um, but, and even, like, 2020, like, after the, the uh, you know, what, what happened with Joe Biden and, like, the, the terrifying thought that that put in people's minds, like, we should have slam dunked the last two um congressional cycles and we didn't so yeah there's something wrong here like this is not normal um and it's just it's just a preview of what's going to happen again when trump becomes the nominee because at this point i'm kind of losing hope like i think he's pretty much the nominee but i guess we'll see the republican party's won the popular vote for president once since 1988 Yes. I, I just don't understand why the strategy of whittling down your support to nothing, <laughs> yeah. 
for a party that has won the popular vote once in 35 years. I mean, it's just like the suburbs are not flipping back to Trump, man. These people just hate him. They hate him. 53% of Americans. Here's the the thing, man. This is the bottom line. 53% of Americans say they will never vote for Trump under any circumstances. 53. Yeah. If you add the folks who say they probably would never vote for Trump or would never vote for Trump again, that number is 64%. There's no path. It doesn't exist. A a path to a second Trump presidency. I mean, like, okay, there's a 1% chance. If Biden dies, God forbid, if Biden dies, they'd probably go to Newsom. But let's say they're so race-obsessed that they go with Kamala Harris and she just just verbal diarrheas her way into a Trump victory. That could happen. That could happen, okay? But if, if he's not beating Biden, he's not beating Gavin Newsom, he's not beating anyone. I mean, Kamala is so bad that like she could just be like the Democratic Party's kryptonite. <laughs> like she could just oh, like she yeah. could like she could lose to like Vivek Ramaswamy. <laughs> you know, like honestly, like yeah. I like honestly think that woman would lose to just about anybody. Like she, you know, I mean, she's just she's getting. I don't know if she's just hammered all the time or if she if she was this dumb always and we just kind of ignored her, I don't know. I don't know. But she's so bad now that it's like laughable. But like, man, you're like, look, I'm no mathematician. You're not getting to 51 at 53. Say they're say are a hard. No. Okay. Like the the path just does not exist for Trump to beat Biden. That, that, that's the bottom line. Like there's not a meme on earth that can change that fact. I just, I don't know, man. Like, I I hope fine, fine guys. I hope it's all worth it. I hope it's all worth it that's the weird thing about Trump is he's so obsessed with winning and he knows how to win a primary, but then he doesn't adjust his strategy to win a general election. And I've never understood it because he is so obsessed with winning. I think part of it is number one, who he surrounds himself with, which honestly this time around, I don't even know who he'll do that with because he's, he's pushed everyone out to see. I mean, even Carrie Lake is like, he said something about her. He basically threw her under the bus. Like I, if, if oh really? If I didn't see. What did he say? That's hilarious. It was like something about her losing and how it made her weak or something. I mean, like it was something <laughs> insane because he was basically like talking about himself too. But um, it, that's it so like, funny, man. It, that's like so funny. You're pushing someone like that out to see who else is left. I don't even know, dude. I I need Trump to break bad on Carrie Lake just because she's so thirsty. It would just yeah. ruin her life. It'd be great. Yeah. It would be so funny. Like yeah. nobody that thirsty can get what they want. You know what I mean? No. It's just too yeah. much. It's too over the top. Like she said, she likes Trump more than she likes her own husband. You know? It's like you can't talk like that. Right. You just can't. Yeah. You just can't talk like that, man. And this is another person who was basically a hardcore liberal until she decided, oh, I have an election opportunity here. Um, I mean, Trump interesting is, pattern. Like Trump's one in three, man. I mean, you can say like one in like seven if you like, or one in one in six if you add like special elections, those like Georgia special Senate elections. But if you're just talking about like every two years, he won in 2016, lost in 18, 20, and 22. He's one in three. I mean, the yeah. NFL season's starting in two weeks, Nick. Every quarterback that starts one and three gets benched. <laughs> yeah. Like you're just you're gone, man. There's a lot of coaches. They're praying to God they don't start the year one and three because they will be unemployed. Yeah. Like in true. sports, it's what have you done for me lately? In politics, mm-hmm. it is also what have you done for me lately? Like you can't just lose and lose and lose. 
unless you're Trump. Like, he keeps getting away with losing over and over. And his losses get people killed. Okay, yep. when Democrats are in charge, you bomb seven children for no reason in Kabul. Okay, when Democrats are in charge, people are falling off of airplanes. When Democrats are in charge, people are being arrested for for uh, for preaching the gospel. <laughs> you know, like they arrested mm-hmm. that pastor in Kentucky during COVID. Okay, like these, the, the, I I understand that Trump and his people around him who are just rich, fat, and happy on the grifter money. I understand that they have so much money that they are not affected by things like inflation. Okay, they're not affected by lockdowns. They're not affected by any of this stuff. But real people are. Trump yeah. loses and loses and loses. The economy gets worse. The country gets worse. People die. And he still keeps getting away with it. Yeah. It's incredible, man. It's like there's no one else who could get— Like, if Mitt Romney were president and then, like, they got wiped out the next three elections, he'd be a laughingstock. If anybody, yeah. anybody— Calvin Coolidge. Like, pick, like, the best president. Yeah, like, it doesn't matter. But if you just lose over and over and over and destroy lives in the process, like, how the heck does this guy keep getting away with it? I don't know, man. And, and this is a good, actually, this is a good distinction from, like, me, who's basically, you know, not not very uh, amused by Trump anymore and would prefer he stay out of office and never Trump. Like, I actually enjoy Trump's personality. I think the things that Never Trump hates about him are hilarious. Oh, like yeah, his, yeah, yeah. Oh, his abrasive personality, him, like, attacking anyone he wants as a treat, um, his humor, he's hilarious. Uh, but, but like, that, that that all doesn't add up to being a good president. Um, you have to actually show me what you've done, and I, I just don't see anything he could do for me that would would warrant him being president again. And that's... That's just the bottom line. Like after a certain point, you're done. Like I, I'm not beholden to you. I don't care if you never get elected again or I never hear from you again. Like if you have stopped being good for our politics, you need to go. And I don't I don't know. It seems like a lot of people are just whatever happens, they're pro Trump. It's it's just not how politics works, man. P- politicians have a moment. That's it. Yeah. Like, it's just not like and whether you win or lose, like just political phenomenons just have a moment. I mean, dude, like I've used this example a million times. Like I am like I don't even call myself a libertarian anymore just because I don't know. I don't want to be associated with like libertarian party and all those clowns and stuff. But like it's just like the Ron Paul moment happened and it lasted about four years. And it mm-hmm. radically, it made the Republican Party a lot better. It made people, it gave Republicans permission to be anti-war for the first time in a long, long time, which was very important. Yeah. Um, and it, 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 people weren't even thinking about things like the Federal Reserve and, and, and all of these things. And, and that brought, you know, fiscal responsibility back into the, the minds of Republicans and stuff like that. His son, Rand Paul, runs in 2016 and drops out before Iowa, who's polling at 4%. I mean, it's just like, and he's a, and Rand's a better speaker than Ron, and he's right. 35 years younger, and a better fundraiser, and, and, and like was a senator as opposed to a congressman. It's like, why didn't that libertarian moment continue? Well, because that's not how politics works. That's not how politics yeah. works. You know, it's like, you don't just ride with something forever. It just doesn't, like, it just does not work, man. Like, think about um, Elizabeth Warren. People yeah. thought of her as, like, it seems ridiculous now, but, like, 
people like a lot of Democrats wanted her to run in 2016. They thought she would have been the best uh, candidate to beat the Republicans at the time. And they were probably right. You know, like she probably would have beat Trump in 2016. But, you know, she bent the knee to to uh, to Hillary and didn't run and, and all that. And and then, like, you know, she, now she's the fake Indian. <laughs> right, <laughs> she's like right. she's a t- she's like known nationally as a clown. You know what I mean? It's just like it, that's that happens. That happens to politicians, man. Like you don't. I, I just don't get it. I don't get it. And people understand that. Republican voters understand that with everyone else besides Trump. Oh, yeah. I mean, look at what happened to George Bush. I mean, he, he had, you know, it, it's it's not something we think about now, but he at one point was a popular president and the Republican base was like obsessed with him. And now it's like, oh, George Bush, that loser. Like things change. Um, but it seems to not change for Trump for some reason. However, I think when he's gone, I think things will change. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, we never could have predicted Trump, you know, and we're not going to yeah. be able to predict what comes next. You know, it's who, yep. who knows, but I mean, like the, the most frustrating thing, I mean, look at the big picture guys, they, obviously pr- pray for the people in Maui. There's a thousand people still unaccounted yes. for. I mean, like the death toll is like, it's an absolute tragedy. It's catastrophic. The Democrats in Hawaii are blaming climate change, of course, but it, it, the cause, as always, is mismanagement. I mean, we can get the, we'll get to that on another podcast. But Biden, ha, all Biden has said about the death toll in Hawaii is, "quote No comment." And he's been on two vacations. He's in Lake Tahoe right now. He's been on two vacations since this happened. He mm-hmm. has not gone to Hawaii yet. Would be great if the GOP was talking about that. I mean, right. like Hurricane Katrina destroyed W's presidency republicans lost congress because of it there are plenty of stories right now coming out of of hawaii from independent journalists that the feds are not helping how the government response has been awful and inadequate and it could be great if republicans were talking about it were attacking biden over this but it's it's all about trump all anyone's talking about ever is trump it's all trump all the time and the democrat that that's how you know the democrats have us man they're so much better at this than we are they're winning. Oh, yeah. They're getting exactly what they want. All they know, if they can keep everyone's eyes on Trump, it literally doesn't matter what Biden does. He, it does not matter. It doesn't matter how bad the economy gets. doesn't matter how bad these tragedies, like in, in Hawaii, like none of it's going to touch Biden. The war in Ukraine, which by the way, I'll get to this on Wednesday, but like it, Ukraine's falling apart. I mean, they're getting their asses handed to them over there right now. It, but it doesn't matter. It, nothing matters if they can keep the eyes on Trump because they know that everyone hates Trump. I mean, it's like yeah. 65% of the country can't stand the guy. Women hate him. The suburbs hate him. Minorities hate him. They know if they can just keep the focus on Trump, Biden can get away with anything. And we're, we're dealing with something that could absolutely, that should absolutely crush Joe Biden's presidency. It should, I mean, it, 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 I mean, my gosh, you can't, you can't ignore Hawaii for two weeks and go on vacation and say no comment when people ask you about the death toll. I mean, that would crush the presidency of anyone else. But Republicans are are just too stupid to capitalize on it. Yep. And, and, and you're totally – I mean, it's just – it's crazy to me when I hear like, oh, you know, Donald Trump's the only one who can beat Joe Biden. And I'm like, are we really that bad and incompetent as a party where we only have one man that can beat an 80-year-old man with dementia in an election? Like – if that is the case, we have a serious problem. But beyond that, you're right. I mean, I was watching 
just one of the mainstream news channels the day that Hawaii happened. And they were obviously talking about what was going on there. And then I flipped over to Newsmax. It was all about uh, these Donald Trump indictments. And they might have mentioned Hawaii for five minutes at one point in the hour. And it was just like, what are we doing here? Like, a hundred Americans are dead, at least. It's probably way more than that, given how many people are missing. And we're talking about Donald Trump's indictments. Like, what are we doing? What, like, what is all of this? I don't even understand anymore. But uh, I don't know, man. It's it's it, it could be a tough several years coming up. If you support Trump in this primary, and if you're if you're one of these always Trump people, at a certain point, you have to understand you are doing exactly what Joe Biden wants, and you need to ask yourself if you're okay with that. Yeah. And you have to ask yourself why. Why? Why does Biden want to run against Donald Trump so bad? I mean, yeah. are you unwilling to ask yourself this? I mean, you you know that they want Trump. Yeah. Why? <laughs> like, why? Just say it out loud, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Why? Because he's the only man who can lose to Joe Biden. He's the only man. Like, the whole, like, it, some polls have been okay, like Trump within the margin of error. He's still down in all the, like, the real clear politics average, down pretty big to Biden. But it's like, yeah. guys, let, I mean, I'll just take DeSantis because he's in second place. But, like, there's a 1% chance Trump beats Biden. There's a 75% chance DeSantis beats Biden. I'm not going to yep. go, like, oh, he has, he has dementia, so it's any Republican would win. That's not <laughs> that's not how it works either because Democrats always spend about twice as much money as the Republicans. They have the entire corporate press running cover, and that propaganda adds five to ten points in every election from president down to dog catcher. You know what I mean? If you have a D, yeah. you, start, you start off with a lead because of the media. But so, so it's like, I mean, DeSantis would struggle, too. I mean, it would still we still have a, a full plate ahead of us, even with the best candidate, who I think is in right now the best candidate to beat Biden, I think, would be DeSantis. But like, but I'm not getting too over my skis. Like anybody would be like, I don't know. I, I think Nikki Haley would have a real hard time. You know what I mean? Like she's just right. not, she's right. so out of touch with what Republicans want. Like it would be like, she'd drive down Republican turnout. You know, somebody like Tim Scott would probably drive down Republican turnout. Cause he's this, he's this like 1997 Republican. You know what I mean? Yeah, like people exactly. just don't want that anymore. Like Bob Dole's campaign or something. Yeah. I'm not saying we can nominate a ham sandwich and win, but it's just like by <laughs> far, and you know this is true because of the behavior of the Democrats. Trump is by far the least likely candidate to beat Biden. And just ask yourself why. Like, why? Why are you willing to do exactly what Rachel Maddow, Bill Kristol, Joe Biden, Bernie Sanders, and John Stewart wants? Are you are, are you willing to do that? Because they all want you to support Trump. They all want—they desperately need you to vote for Trump. Ask yourself why. And that's the whole point, but— but the, the Trump influencers and Trump himself have been telling them, oh, they're trying to take me down because I'm the only one who can beat you. No, they're trying to lift you up because you're the only one who can lose against Joe Biden. <laughs> it's incredible, man. It's incredible. Yeah. And a lot of people, it, it's going to be a rough year, man. It's going to be a rough year. You're going to see a lot of people... And I, this may just be an online phenomenon, but a lot of people are still, they haven't really come to grips with the situation they're in. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they're going to, like, there's not, I mean, the whole hope that, like, Trump's going to get up there on a debate stage and just trounce Biden, that's not going to happen. 
Right. You know, they're, they're going to do all of these the same. They'll, they'll try, probably try to drop, dial up some, like, COVID or something like that to try to really even expand all the early voting, all of the stuff that helps Democrats win elections. They're going to expand all that stuff. I wouldn't be surprised if Trump goes to prison, honestly. Like, I I just yeah. don't—and it's not that he should, obviously. He, he, I don't think he broke the law, but—well, I mean, he broke nope. the law with, like, the classified document stuff, but, like— what I, I don't think that's too big of a deal. But with all the J6 stuff, I don't think he, he broke the law. I think that's protected First Amendment speech. But it doesn't matter because the jury's in Fulton County, Georgia, and Trump doesn't have any real lawyers. <laughs> like, right. you know, it's like I, I, you can say Trump didn't do anything wrong. I agree with you. But I mean, who's representing him? Like, who? Like, there was I, like this ditzy woman I saw talking to the news that it was apparently his lawyer. Um, yeah. yeah. Really? But really? Yeah. Bre- Really, breasts, girl? Is is your that's that's you're going to war with, with some boobies? Like I I just, I I just don't know, man. Like I just don't like when Trump selects his lawyers. Talk about not sending their best, my brother. I mean, I just like, yeah. dude, you can't like if if his legal representation is on par with Jenna Ellis and Lynn Wood and Rudy Giuliani. I hope you like prison food because you need real lawyers. Rudy Giuliani is an old, shirt skirt chasing drunk. Okay, he's not a real lawyer. You need real attorneys who know what they're doing. Trump doesn't have them. You really need allies. Trump doesn't have those either. I I don't know, man. Trump supporters are in for a rough couple years. If Trump goes to jail, it's going to break people. Because they just still think, I think a lot of Republicans still think that they're playing a game. Because Trump thinks he's playing a game. Trump always thinks he's playing a game. He's never taking anything seriously in his entire life. Democrats don't play games, man. They mean yeah. every word. When they say we're sending Trump to jail, they mean it. Like this is not a game. Yeah, and this this is an interesting point because isn't it um, convenient that most of these trials don't start till right after the primaries wrap up? How about and that? Right before the general. Isn't that interesting? How the DOJ hmm. timed these out, you know, years ahead of time. Um, like we're we're talking three years. Um, we're, we're we're passing three years on some of these charges, yeah. uh, but they waited till now to bring them out. I don't think that's a coincidence. I think they're they know exactly what they're doing. And then the people who do love Trump are going to get really hurt when he's potentially looking at jail time for at least one of these. Dude, the the DOJ man under Merrick Garland, you just have to respect Democrats because they're just so ruthless. I mean, they're just like, they're so gangster, man. And they just run circles around Republicans. I mean, like Merrick Garland, (laughs) they just went to him and they're like, hey, man, you still pissed off at Republicans? He's like, boy, am I? Yeah. He's like, you know how bad I wanted to be a Supreme Court justice? I'm I'm still pissed. I'm more pissed than I was then. They're like, how'd you like to take them all down? How'd you like to put Trump in jail and save my crackhead son? Merrick's like, oh, yeah, man, sounds awesome. I'll do it. Yeah, I miss when Merrick was fake dead. We made those jokes. Yeah. He was a lot less dangerous when he was dead, huh? <laughs> yeah. <I think> so. <laughs> yeah, man. Gangsters, dude. Like these I, I just don't know if Republicans understand what they're up against. Some do, but Trump doesn't and the Trump people don't. I mean, they still think it's they think they can tweet their way out of it. Think they can meme their way through it. Whew. I don't know. A lot of people are in for a rude awakening. I would say, yeah, it's not gonna be a fun uh at least year, but probably a few years. Yep. Always positive on this show. Nick, my brother. Thanks. Oh, yeah, of course. Always. <laughs> Thanks for doing this, man. We'll do it again soon. Where can everybody uh, follow you, keep in touch, all that good stuff? Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter or X or whatever um, we're calling it now. 
at Nick underscore Lindquist. And then you can find my writings and podcasts and stuff at nicklindquist.com. Everybody follow Nick. He's great. That's all I got for today. I'm Brady Leonard. I'll be back on Wednesday. No gimmicks. Thank you.